Hello and welcome to Illumination Podcast with Nick and Kisma. Today's topic is the secret of living in love. Welcome to the Illumination Podcast with Nick and Kisma, bringing you ancient wisdom for modern day success so that you can sparkle just a little bit brighter each and every day. If what you hear speaks to your soul, go ahead and give us a rating and a review in iTunes. You can also find us on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And hey, if there's somebody in your life that you think would enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them. Hmm. Hey, Nick, what's going on? Interesting topic today. It is an interesting topic. We kind of pulled it out of the air, didn't we? Well, you did, yes. <laughs> what I are we going to ta- talk about? I want to talk about love today. Well, I asked if we should talk about love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it really a question? Yeah, it was a question. <laughs> it's a question. You I love to, You could have said no. I lo- I, you're right. I totally could have. I love your questions, though. I love your ideas. You always mm-hmm. have great ideas. Yeah, and I, I think one of the reasons it popped up for me is some of you have heard us talk about different soul energies and life energies, and there's basically eight of these. And every human has all of them, but every human also has one primary energy that they thrive in and when they're I, I call it the the divine track of that energy um, life really flows and Nick's primary soul energy is divine love I'm a lover he's a lover so what that means for us like if you want to dive right into relationships and we're gonna be quite expansive with this topic but when you look into relationships if you know someone in your life has a particular soul or life energy, there's a different way that you're going to speak to them and relate to them. So Nick would not do well if I just like constantly gave him lists of things to do and that had to be done and I never paused to appreciate him and really speak to his divine love personality, soul energy. Yeah, I, I do not enjoy that. I um, guess most people wouldn't, but it's it's... It's really going a few levels deeper with you. It's beyond a love language. Mm-hmm. Great book, True. by the way, um, and very helpful in its own ways, but it definitely goes beyond a love language. Right. And uh, and and that's not necessarily true. Like some people really like to be well-directed. It's not without yeah, the, the appreciation, but mm-hmm. it's like, hey, do this and this, like that, and mm-hmm. they really enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. Like a power person gets stuff done, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and divine order is awesome. You give me a list, like if a divine order person's given a list, they're just so happy. Yeah, you're like so happy with right. that. And for me, I operate a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I think about the energy of love, you know, this is an interesting one in that it is basically like one of the fundamental uh, laws of the world that we live in. And you've probably heard it said before that, you know, it's all love. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that is an all pervasive kind of energy. It just gets distorted in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so someone who lives in this energy, um, really, they have some really interesting gifts, but also some really interesting challenges. So in really practical terms, I think, you know, love people like I'm, I'm a relationship type person. Like I'm very relational. I just love people. Mm. I really do just, um, not like the compassion piece, sure. 
but not as much even centered around that as much as I am about just like loving human beings. Mm-hmm. Like I think human beings are awesome. Mm-hmm. They're so incredibly fascinating. And I just think the human journey is, is such an amazing thing that is filled with so much potential and possibility. Right. And so when we're looking like, so love is something that comes like in relationships like that, it comes really natural to me. There's a, there's an easier acceptance of others for who they are. Um, but there becomes a real problem when, uh, when you don't feel the love coming back to you. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so my biggest thing, like if I go looking for love somewhere else, Mm. big, big trouble, yeah, huge problem for me. Uh, and anybody, you know, really it's, it's really about finding that entangled quickly very very quickly Mm -hmm. yeah because then you form all these weird uh you know connections and attachments and cords and all kinds of stuff that just get to be a problem so that's like a number one to look out for is when you're looking for it outside to yourself and it can become really confusing because other people just don't think about this in the same way they're not as relational and they're not looking for love it's not the same way that 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 somebody like me would be. So what you're saying is one of the, as a divine self-love energy, when you look out into the world and you see the lack of unconditional love, it's confusing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is, it it's is like, confusing. Why aren't people loving each other? <laughs> why, you know, but you can, it's weird though, because you can kind of see why they're not. Yes. But what's especially confusing is how, how there's not a coming together, mm-hmm. like there is a continual um, separation, right? And and it's like, well, w- w- you know, what's up with that? Like, surely we must be able to find some common ground. Yeah. Instead, it becomes, like you said, separation in that very that line. I don't know. What do you think about this? People say the the line between love and hate is very thin. Uh, that just does not compute in my brain yeah. at all. I don't understand what that mm-hmm. means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah, I don't I don't understand that I <laughs> at all because really because the way that I look at the world is really just all different expressions of love mm-hmm. like my title for this episode was love in all its forms mm-hmm. which is basically the world that we live in in my mind mm-hmm. um, you know actually operating from that finding healthy boundaries around that and um, and doing it in a way that you don't destroy yourself in the world right or become needy like neediness is oh, a big one that's exhausting yeah you that's know? that's really the inverse of self-love isn't it yeah yeah mm-hmm. absolutely that mm-hmm. neediness and attachment which is basically you it's it's the lie of all lies because you're basically trying to extract something from the world that you already are. Yeah, so say that again. You're trying to get more love from the world, and it's you're already that. Like wow. you're, you're already that. So living in love is is really about um, the spaciousness to mm-hmm. have love be received and love be expressed in a very natural and organic way. Yeah, God, I think you just blew my mind. <laughs> that's stand back everybody so no so but if we take it to the absolute form everyone is connected through the substratum by love so that's why when we teach cut cords we're like you can only you can only cut the the negative energy you can't cut the love so there is this stream and cord of love and you know if you looked at his consciousness universe god brahman atman whatever your words are that's basically love energy, omni-divine love energy. So if we recognize that we are an individuation of that ultimate energy, then we know we are omni-divine love. 
is very high frequency, right? It's the healing energy that that healers use. It's a manifesting energy. But when we're going outside of ourselves and we want more of what we actually are, then we're denying who we are at the highest level. That's exactly right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That And, and that's that kind of brings us to, for me anyway, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I can only speak for myself and say that um, this is where self-love obviously becomes super important. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get really confused with this conversation. We did an episode about this before, but it bears repeating and I think even maybe going into a little bit of a different um, depth with it is that, you know, mostly how self-love is being taught is like you have to like fill yourself up. You got to fill yourself up and then your cup runneth over and yada, 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 mm-hmm. which I, like I totally get the concept. Like I really get it and I and I appreciate it from a certain aspect, but I don't think it's that simple right. because, again, it puts you out of the truth that you already have it within you when you're trying to fill your cup up. Right. And and it also It was be- full, people. It, it was full. It's already full. Mm-hmm. It, it it are it also becomes about the things that you do. Mm. So I'm gonna go take a walk on the beach because that's my way of loving myself. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do like hours and hours of self care every morning because that's how I love myself. And you become it becomes about all these little things that you do, and it's like that's not really it, which are still external. They're still external, and they're fine. Go walk on the beach and go get a pedicure and do whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. Totally, I'm not saying those things aren't important. What I right. am saying is if that's your only method of feeling loved by yeah. for who you are mm-hmm. and ex- and and really fully loving yourself you're going to be spending a lot of time doing that, basically filling a bottomless pit. And eating a lot of ice cream late at night, I'll tell you that. (laughs) A lot of ice cream. Um, Yeah, I mean, I could, it it would just be, it's an endless journey. That is an endless journey. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's the whole point of it, Mm -hmm. is the bottomless pit. So what do you do? So you can do things, so you can do these things for yourself because they feel good and they're fun and life is to be enjoyed. But this isn't true self-love. It's not, yes. And if it opens the gateway, because we talked about spaciousness. Yeah. And and if it opens the door to have a little bit more spaciousness in your life so that you can let that flow, yeah. that's a really good thing. But you'd be surprised at how little of that you actually need when you have mm-hmm. self-acceptance. Right. So to me, self-love is truly about just self-acceptance. Yeah. And- mm. This isn't unique to love people. It, it is. It's true to everybody. And right. and the biggest thing to that is, um, Brené Brown talked about this, and I've seen it in so many other forms, um, and just experienced it for myself. Is self judgment, yeah, blame, and shame, Ugh. and all of those things are basically the exact opposite of that, yeah, chipping away at your soul. Yeah. So when you get into that, you're out of self acceptance. Yeah. And that will absolutely destroy your love. Right. It, it puts a restriction on where that can flow within you. Oh, can you give an example on that? Because I think you're like, I must be ready to have my mind blown a few times today. <laughs> you can tell, guys, I'm not divine. Self love is not my energy. You're a very loving person. Though. I am a loving person. Yeah. I love you. I love everyone <laughs> listening. But can you give a little example on that? Well, if you're judging your body. Oh, correct. Right? Don't like the way that you look. Mm-hmm. Right? There's this little aspect of yourself that you are judging, mm-hmm. ashamed of, mm-hmm. et cetera. 
Yes. Well, now love is not allowed to flow in those areas. Right. So in your tissues, in your physical being, that cannot flow the same because you're creating the exact opposite. You're setting up blame, shame, mm. right? Judgment, right. self-judgment. Right. And then you turn that all into all these other areas. So, so that's one area. Now think about what that does to you on a cellular level. Right. Your body will hold on and it will also, um, it creates a restriction on the energy. So mm-hmm. lethargy, um, tamasic feelings of just not mm-hmm. being motivated and, mm-hmm. um, and then also physical disease. And then, then it gets into the mind, uh, the mind games of like, well, I should be this, or I should mm-hmm. be more motivated, or I should be doing that, and all these other things. And then, then it just takes it to another layer. Right. And now more and more of judgment, self-judgment, self-judgment, right? Turning around. This is really common with anybody who's done any level of um, personal growth. And the reason for that is because um, one of the first things that we learn in that realm is that... Uh, it's it's all you it's all coming from you mm-hmm. right it's your choice it's mm-hmm. your decision and so mm-hmm. when you see yourself making bad choices or see yourself not doing the things that you think you're supposed to be doing then immediately you start to judge yourself i'm right. bad i'm not good enough i'm not doing it you know or i can't or like whatever these things are right. and then you bounce back and forth between blaming yourself and blaming the world and blaming yourself and blaming the world and you're stuck in this endless cycle right all based on what judgment yeah. The opposite of love. Right. Where when you start, let me say not when, it's not like there's an end game to it. I mean, maybe there is, but if there is, I haven't hit it, of like when you fully accept yourself. Mm-hmm. But I'll say it like this, as you more fully accept yourself, there is more a sense of allowing. Yes. And that allowing not only lets the love energy flow, but it just lets energy flow all over in your life. So energy just flows more naturally in your life. Right. Because we know if there's energy that's entangled or twisted or, you know, it's kinked off like in a garden hose in one area, it's going to affect every other area. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's why. Oh, okay. What? (laughs) Well, I was just going to say, so if someone, especially you people that are divine self-love, if you're not giving yourself that love, if you're not exploring that true, true self-love for everybody, it's going to affect, obviously, your emotions. It's going to affect your mental health, your physical health, but your money as well. Yeah. Because your self-valuation is really low when you're not fully embodying your own self-love. And that self-valuation, when it's low, it means it's hard to manifest money and keep it. Yeah. You'll get what you deserve. Exactly. And and what you deserve is what you think you deserve. What you believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you believe you deserve. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why also, but on the flip side of that, see, is also as the more that you fully embody that, whatever your primary soul energy is, it right? But for me, love, the more that I fully embody that, the more the other areas light up, the more power exactly. I have. Yes. Right. Yes, the more that. easily I can express myself. The more truthful you are. The more truthful yeah. um, in the positive sense, not the black and white right. sense. The more access I have to um, my higher senses and um, intuition. Right. And the more wisdom you channel. Yeah. And yeah. and actually and truly the more order I have in my life. Right. That's good. So all of those different areas start to to really come alive because it's that that primary area is really well fed. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's just acceptance. Right. So, you know, if you were to do anything with this podcast is, is this goes for everybody too, because everybody can embody more love is just write down the, all the, all the areas that you're judging yourself. Mm. 
And it's not about happy happying it. It's totally okay that I'm super, you know, overweight and mm-hmm. um and it's totally okay that I'm totally broke and everything like that. It's not like it's not like making it okay. Mm-hmm. It's just like really just owning where you're at authentically right. and being like, okay, well, like this is where I am. Right. And I like I don't know I, I don't think I'm describing that very well, but that's it's a really objective, non judgmental way of just extreme ownership of where you are and and but recognizing also that like inside of you is the most powerful and most precious thing ever and the more that you can just accept who you are right here and right now that doesn't mean that you don't strive to make changes to embody more it just means that you gotta you gotta really start from where you are fully grounded and you know embodied and acceptance yes totally and i remember one time i mean a couple times really you know that's i think well several times now that they're ticking off in my head but one of the role that the great mentors that i i mean i've had extraordinary mentors in my life and one of the roles that they have played for me is seeing potential in me that i i could never see myself yeah mm-hmm. and and giving me a space to step into more and more of that yeah that's a that's a role of a great mentor yeah mm-hmm. and and so i say that because i remember one of them just saying like man you have you really have no idea who you are mm. and giving me a space to really like step into that and not telling me like this is who you are right but guiding you to step in and evolve into that and figure it out and find mm-hmm. my answers myself which right. i thought was just the most brilliant um leadership and teaching ever uh so you know and something i've adopted in my own life and right. in the way that i work with people but uh that acceptance to get out of the story mm-hmm. of not enough, could never do it. Who am I to oh, whatever? It's just lack energy, isn't right? it? Right. Whenever we think we're not good enough, we don't know enough, or something is wrong in my circumstance, so I can't, that's all lack and it's going to affect everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And what that mentorship did for me was to, or that style of mentorship was to get out of that story and to get into the place of possibility that was like, okay. But at the same time, it's just like fully accepting that. Uh, everything that I had right now was totally enough. And right. I was totally enough. And and that that opens the doors to more and more acceptance and and that lets the energy flow more freely. Totally. So that's pretty I don't know, it's a little like woo woo, but <laughs> I, I mean I hope that's okay. No, I think it's good. And I think like we're we're coming to our secrets, right? So like secret number one to living in love is to have full self acceptance. Again, that's not complacency, people. So it's not like, well, I'm just gonna watch reruns of law and order all day and accept that I'm, you know, 50 pounds overweight. No, like go work out, take care of your health, do something, evolve, do good things in the world. Right. And then, but accept yourself when you do have those days of watching reruns of law and order. You just got to kind of call it. You you just got to call it. it. It's it's a rerun day. People I'm going in. I totally did that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So, but the other thing that really struck me, as you know, is is to recognize that when you're in denial of loving yourself, you're denying that you are an individuation of the greatest energy here. What, whatever that is to you, God, universe, like this is big, really it's humbling because many people are inspired by their faith, by their belief, what, what their 
wanting to see happen in the world. So when you're denying your own self-love, you're denying that. That's true. And then I would, I'd reckon that secret number three is to begin to see love outside of the boundaries that are so typical of love. Like we've got our families, we've got our friends, we've got our communities. I love my community. We've got our tribe, man. I love my tribe. Who are the people that you don't know and haven't even thought about and how can you show them love? It's like, how do you love the people you despise? Well, that that too, that's taking it kind of a different level for people on an emotion. Because I think it's easier to to believe you love someone in Sri Lanka that you've never met or a Syrian refugee, you're going to send them love. But then when someone has really pressed your buttons and really ticked you off. Or really abused you. Or, or tre- abused you. Mistreated you. That's tough. Yeah. To love them is like... Man. Yeah, that's another place where people get really confused with this conversation. Because mm-hmm. um, it's not about accepting them and it's not about saying what they did is okay in any yeah, way, shape, or form. Not at all. And it's not about, oh, they shouldn't get... Like, people pay the price of the stuff they do. There's there's law of cause and effect, and we see that in the law, and we see that in the law of the universe. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, of, of love is 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 different right but that's 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 what i was thinking when i talked about like love in all its forms yeah that looks a little bit different on the surface because that is not like if you've got somebody who's um negative or bullying or narcissistic in your life that creates constant drama and trauma like that person has no place in your life right get him out you can't Mm-mm. you just can't mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um div- this is where the divine love people really screw themselves is by mm. um accepting that in their lives without without any kind of boundary and thinking like oh i can just love them into change you would not let a rattlesnake into your house exactly so you do not let someone who behaves like a rattlesnake into your house that's exactly right you just don't that doesn't mean that you hate them it doesn't mean that you say it's okay what they do. It's just you have to understand there's a connection of love between every being. Yeah, it's not about judging it right or wrong. You know, like I'm not going to call a rattlesnake bad because it, you know, it bites people and poisons people. That's what a rattlesnake does. Mm-hmm. So, see, there is where it kind of transitions into more of just pure acceptance. Yeah, that's what a rattlesnake does. That's what a narcissist does. Mm. That's just what they do. Yeah. And their choice to continue doing that is their choice. Right. And that is not your business. Mm -hmm. What is your business is whether or not you allow that in your life. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's a big one. So when we talk about this being expressed in relationships with other human beings, I think this is kind of like, this is one part of our relationship podcast that we've been talking about forever, right? Section one, it's getting heavy. Can we go back to gumdrops and candy canes? (laughs) (laughs) Um, The humans are so fascinating though. And, but that is, that is really that acceptance, that same acceptance for yourself is the same acceptance of other people. So when it comes to relationships, your job, whether it's an intimate relationship or whether it's a work relationship or a friendship or whatever it is, your job is basically to not expect that person to be any different than they are. Mm. They're a human being with a very unique nature. And your job is to accept them exactly as they are. You might not like it. You might not like it. Right. At you all. You might disagree with it. 
And by accepting, just so I can clarify, it's not accepting that it's the best nature for evolution or the best nature to have around you. But once you accept and you, it's like an all knowing, this is who they are, right? Yeah, exactly. It's getting out of the judgment of them being, of making it good or bad or right or wrong. Or expecting them to be different. Or expecting them to be Mm -hmm. different. So judgment and expectation are two things that will totally, expectation will set up the same pattern of expectation, disappointment, blame. Right. That will continue endlessly within the relationship until somebody decides Mm -hmm. to step out of it. And at point at that point, the relationship will either evolve or it will just implode. Right. And either is cool because unless you want to keep playing that same cycle, then something needs to change. Right. So that's what expectation does. And when you expect somebody who is chronically late to be on time and then you get disappointed when they're not, you're the idiot. You're the one that's disappointing yourself. Exactly. Because they, they're they the rattle. Well, I don't know. what They're the turtle. The turtle. <laughs> they're the turtle. <laughs> they're not the rabbit. They're not the rabbit, right? Yeah. So they're going, that is, that is what that person mm-hmm. does. Um, now in a work situation and that person's constantly late for meetings... You got. You have an obligatory duty to do something about that if it's your business. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to judge them as right or wrong or make them a good or bad person because of it, You, but you do need to address the behavior right. and they'll right. either modify it or they will not. And they'll be gone. Or they'll stay and they'll modify their behavior. So, yeah. you know, that's that's how I look at relationships. And then when you take it to in- the intimate level, this is obviously where it gets way more interesting because mm-hmm. you're so much more exposed. Yeah, right. And in an intimate relationship, that level of acceptance, um, I think a lot of times we fixate on the things that bother us. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's the nature of the mind to be drawn by its senses pulled in a direction. Oftentimes it's going to go to that, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? This is bugging me. This is bugging me. And then what it is that you believe begins your is your truth and you're just seeing more of that. Yeah, you continue to recreate it. So you fixate on the one thing, you know, or a couple things about that person that you really can't stand and then you lose love. Yeah. And, and what is it again? You're judging and yeah. wanting them to be different. So. Not so good. It's just hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really hard. Um, the remedy, same. Acceptance. Acceptance. Right? But in an intimate relationship, it's it's uh there are still those boundaries mm-hmm. about how you choose to live your life in coexistence mm-hmm. and that person's actions do affect you like their choices around money mm-hmm. have affect your money right okay their choices about um how they manage their lives or how they take care of their health mm-hmm. those choices affect you right in a direct way because right. it affects areas of your lives that you share right and so again it's, it's, you know, this is going to sound a little weird, but there is a space there to create a healthy, healthy, not even healthy boundaries, but just a separation of entities mm-hmm. so that each one of you can be sovereign. Right. Okay. And if that means separating your money so that you each handle your own money, cool. Mm-hmm. Like I, so many people judge that, like it's yeah, wrong or whatever, judge. like whatever, man, like if it works, if that's what needs yeah. to happen in order for you to create that, 
awesome. Yeah. You, like, like Swamiji always described like the pillars. Yeah. You know, you get pillars. these two pillars and then the, the, like the marriage or the relationship, whatever that is, sits on top of these two pillars. Well, if those two pillars get too close together, well, all of a sudden you've got one pillar and then it becomes really unstable. Right. Whereas when those two pillars are separate and independent and stable mm-hmm. in themselves, the whole foundation is way more stable. And the same token, if the pillars are too far apart, it comes crashing in in the middle. Exactly. Yeah. It'll fall right down mm-hmm. in the middle. So it's this, this little bit of a dance yeah. in how to manage that. And I don't know, like yeah. for you and I, I, I know that, you know, just build, you know, having businesses together mm-hmm. and um, working within that together and then having an intimate relationship together and all these other dynamics, like there's a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. And so making sure if we get into other, each other's business, oh. It's just, whoa, like, man, does that blow up fast. Yeah, it really does. Um, But if we remain um, independent Mm -hmm. and really in communication, Mm -hmm. things flow way more easily. Yeah. And there's still, just like with everybody out there, you know, as we said about the business, you have an obligation to head up your business or if you're a manager, if you're a teacher, it's not like, oh, I'm going to accept that person. He's like, he's just late. No. You have to hold the boundaries and the regulations. And even in a relationship, if someone in your family is doing something or behaving in a way that it's bringing down the family, you've got to speak up, right? It has to be said. I mean, this is part of the the obligation of being in a family unit together. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to think about what your kids are around all the time. Right. Right. And the same in a business. If you've got one person in the group who's a constant downer and a poison pot, right? Think about what that does to everybody else. Right, exactly. Okay. And and this is just leadership. This is you stepping into your life as a leader to to declare and to determine what is acceptable. Exactly. In your space. And I think that's something that a lot of people just don't do is they don't take full ownership over what's in their reality. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's just kind of how they are. Why the heck are you hanging out with that person? Right. Exactly. Oh, train train of truth truth right there. Yeah. That, you know, if you're allowing that, I'm just going to let that one go. (laughs) If you're allowing that in your life, like you are responsible for it. Yes. Yes. You know, and that can, you can take that to some pretty extreme examples, but it will hold up. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, we're not going to get into that here because mm. it'll just get weird. Uh, so that deals, I think that covers that part. Like yeah. just fully, like it, it really just comes back to acceptance and yeah. not having those expectations for that person to be differently. So let me ask you a question here before we go on to our questions. So what do you recommend, Mr. Divine Self-Love? You know, here here are the the secrets really is fully accepting yourself, knowing that if you're not loving yourself, you're turning your back on the ultimate energy, your source, your God, um, and then extending the love out towards people that you don't know beyond your family unit, be, beyond your community, and to even those that really upset you. But is there something that people can do, you know, and you'll know if this is you, like if you're that person, you just really have trouble loving yourself and accepting yourself. Nick, what do you recommend? Well, we have the little left hand on the heart thing. Yeah, that'll activate your heart. Just put mm-hmm. your left hand on your heart. Um it really does when I think about acceptance, it's just you got to be in the moment. Mm-hmm. If you get into the future, mm-hmm. you're going to cause problems. If you linger in the past, you're oh, going to get that's real. That's going to hurt. You're going to yeah. get super heavy with everything. Mm-hmm. 
So it's really about coming into the present moment and mm-hmm. and fully accepting exactly where you are. And, and a lot of times it's it's really just as simple to get into a, a habit with it mm-hmm. is um, left hand on the heart and uh, it's totally okay for me to be exactly where I am. Oh, that's good. Left hand on the heart and say it's totally okay for me to be where I am. That's good. Yeah, exactly where I am. Exactly how I am. How yeah. I am, where I am, who I am. Yeah, never lose sight of the highest vision that you hold for yourself and your potential. If you don't have a mentor in your life uh, who sees that in you and can hold and and can help hold you to that, you, you know, that's something that everybody would benefit from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is just going out to everybody out there. I guarantee that if you and I were to sit down and have a conversation that I would see potential in you that you do not see in yourself. Mm. So just know that that's there. Know that there's one person out there at least that sees and knows that there's something more there in you. Right. Never, ever lose sight of that vision. Right. Right. And that idea of possibility. But at the same time, that left hand on the heart, it's totally okay for me to be exactly where I am. Yeah, I like that. And just that. take your next step forward. Mm-hmm. Do not get caught into that. Like you don't want to judge yourself about it, but also don't give yourself the slack to 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 just blow it off. Yeah. You know, have you, have you ever seen that when people go into the past, they've got a lot of anger, resentment, or regret. And I feel like, I don't know if this is true for anybody listening, but when you go into the past... It's like you come up with this list of reasons of why you can't move forward in a positive way. Yep. Yeah, totally. And that's just going to blow it, everyone. So leave the reasons in the past, present to the present moment, omni-divine self-love, and look at what an amazing life you have and how much more amazing you can make it. Absolutely. You can take one step forward today. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. do one small thing. And that's where, man, if you get caught in the past and all the ways that you failed and all the things that you've tried that didn't work out and all the relationships that didn't go the way you wanted because they didn't love you or treat you or they were Mm -hmm. messed up or like whatever those things are, you got to cut the cords to that. You got to let go of that because that takes you out of the present moment. And right here, right now, you can take one more step. Right. Totally. Just one more step. Go for it. And that one step forward will lead you to the next and to the next. And you can't see the whole thing maybe, but you can take one more step. And that is one more step into acceptance. And that's one more step into love. Mm -hmm. And that's one more step towards that highest version of yourself that you, even if you can't fully see it, you can, you can see one small piece of it. It's a you that's fitter. It's a you that's smarter. It's a you that's more loving and more kind. Having more fun. More fun and joyful. Like so important, right? Enjoying life. It's the you that has all of those things. Like you can imagine, if you can imagine those things, they are totally within you. And it's about just taking that one more step. Totally. I love it. Self-love, like love does not always feel loving. Yeah. And that little kick in the ass. Yeah. Can really right. go a long way. You really can. You, know, you just do it with love. Just yeah. don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Remember when um, we were doing the challenge and mm-hmm. we really um, started. You should, I did not do the challenge. That's right. I did the challenge. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get back to that too. Actually. I know that was amazing. But remember how there were some things that came up with people that were in it about like, oh, well, I don't want to do this because I'm just going to wind up beating myself up and I've been beating myself up my whole life and and stuff. And I'm like, great awareness, mm-hmm. right? Really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, this is about doing it differently. Right. You can push yourself with love. Yeah. Again, when you go to the past, you're finding these reasons to not move forward yep. in something. Oh, yeah. 
Interesting, that's right? That's a whole nother podcast. So I think that's part one of relationships yeah, yeah. And, and definitely yeah. some good things to think about with love there. Um, definitely send us your questions. Totally. Uh, info at sourcemovement.com. Let us know what you think about that. I know that there's going to be questions about, well, there's this other, per- I'm on the growth path and my partner is not <laughs> and how do I handle that? Write your questions out, send yeah. them in, we'll handle it. Yeah, that's always really interesting. Yeah. Your gig is your gig, people. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, it seems, speaking of questions, I believe we have an interesting question for this week. Yeah, this is a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes from, it's a lengthy question, so I'll try to get through it efficiently here. A lengthy email, but um, I'll get to the key points of the question. This comes from a teacher. Mm, love teachers, to lots of love to our teachers. Ugh. They really need it and deserve it. Yeah. So appreciate. And more money. Yeah. And more money for the teachers, for God's Mm -hmm. sakes. Mm -hmm. Um, So coming from the context of a teacher, uh, this is being recorded right at the end of the school year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you listen to this six months from now, you just know that, you know, it's Mm -hmm. June right Mm -hmm. now. So uh, thanks for the encouraging posts. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, They really do brighten my day and give me some hope. That's awesome. Really just keep watching. Follow um, both of us on Facebook and we're doing a lot of live live things right now. So just hop on, check out the videos and check out the podcast and just stay in the flow. So you're welcome and truly my pleasure. So the question is about manifesting. I ultimately would like to manifest enough money that I would be secure enough to shift to part-time teaching by the end of next school year. Mm. Uh, This is a crazy amount of money to her. I'm fairly certain that is not a crazy amount of money to uh, me, but um, it's funny how people's perceptions about what's a lot really come into play. Mm -hmm. So I can, she says, I cannot logically wrap my head around it. Mm. Okay, great. Like awesome awareness. Um, I would consider first just stopping at this or pausing at this point right here and just Mm -hmm. saying, uh, just that that's the one point I think that needs to be made is what you think is a lot will be a lot. Yeah. What you believe is true. You know, so Mm. is it, is that really true? And how can you, uh, just start to soften your grip Mm -hmm. on that belief that it's Mm -hmm. a crazy amount of money. Right. Right. That's a certain amount of money. So try to take the charge off of how much or how little it is and just say, okay, this is the amount. Right. But cool then, cool that you know the number because that's a really important – when you want to make a transition like this, you need to know your number. What is it that you're even shooting for? And numbers don't lie, so it's actually a really important piece. All right. So that being said, we'll con- continue on here. I don't understand the action part of the plan. Uh, once I am out of school, I have no desire to spend time – or spend my time actively working towards another source of income. Summer is my only time to enjoy life. Mm. I feel like I need to focus on taking care of my family, myself, and my home. Uh, I want to relax and enjoy every minute that I can, and mm-hmm. I need to recharge and forget about work. I don't like letting work contaminate my summer. It always creeps back in. Uh, so part of me says, let it go, enjoy your freedom. The logical part of me is, is if it says, if you just spend an hour a day preparing for next year, you'll be less stressed and better prepared. Mm-hmm. So I need some advice. Could the action part of the manifestation just mean being grateful, joyful and enjoying life and being hopeful that things will work out? So there's a few different components here that mm-hmm. I want to really address. Good. It's good share. Yeah. It's an awesome share, like really cool share. 
And I think a lot of us can relate to this. We go hard, man. Like we run fast and we're trained into a way of thinking that says work, 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 stop, work, 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 stop, mm-hmm. work, you know, and, and just endlessly, whether it's your five day work week or like the teachers, especially as more and more responsibility is put on them, they're basically working six, seven days a week and really busting it out so that they can enjoy the summer. Mm -hmm. And that's just a longer cycle of the same thing. Right. So that is what we're trained into. Work, 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 stop, vacation, right? Right. And that sets up a a traumatic pattern in your life. Yeah, totally. Because as a business owner, getting that machine cranking again Hmm. once you stop Mm -hmm. is super freaking painful. It really is. And so really... You know, I think in terms of momentum and I'll be honest in my own experience, this came more, this started more as (laughs) the fear of having to start it back up again. (laughs) That was one of the things that really helped to keep me in forward motion is like, oh man, like I I don't care what happens. I do not want to have to crank this up from from dead stop again. So right. let's go. And I know a lot of people in the speaker and coaching industry run into that with um, the launch cycle, the live event cycle, things like that. So it expresses in lots of different ways or just different cycles. But it's the same thing as the stop, start, stop, start thing. It's just death. So for me, thinking about like it was really a fear that propelled that of like, I just I'm not going there again. So as you look at this. The action part, to answer real directly, could the action part of the manifestation be just being grateful, joyful, enjoying life, and being hopeful that things will work out? So the the short answer to that is no. Right. It, that is not an action. That can be more of a result of a manifestation. Enjoying life, relaxing. Yeah. Right. But those are not actions that will right. lead you to your goal. So you have, con- you have a conflicting goal here. Mm-hmm. You want to manifest enough money uh, that teaching is going to be you can go part-time with it. Well, that's going to require either creating another income for yourself or finding another job that will pick up the slack. Mm -hmm. And I'm a fan of everybody being the master of their income. I believe that is the most secure way for you and your future. Because when you people make a bad bet on companies that they're going to take care of them and look out for them, and and that is not the world that we live in. That company can get bought and sold and fold. Totally. They can decide that you're just not a fit there anymore and you're out of a job and you're out of an income. So I'm a firm believer that the most secure way is to be the master of your own income. However, that being said, I don't necessarily think that everybody's cut out to go do that from this place. So whether it's another job or whether it's another income that you create, you need to, there are actions, mm-hmm. tangible actions outside of being happy and enjoying your life. Those are great things, by the way, but tangible actions outside of that to create new opportunities and to act yeah. on new opportunities to either find a job or create more income for yourself are required. Yeah. I want to know what this human loves doing, like what brings her joy and happiness because you guys, you'd be surprised. Like, if there's something you love doing, there's a way to monetize it. Absolutely. If you want to, if you desire, there really is. And the other thing is changing the perception of the job. I know teachers work so hard, but what is it you can do? You know, it comes back to the very basic teachings. Life is a series of experiences 
And the quality of our experiences determine the quality of our life. And our perceptions will definitely determine the quality of our experiences. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So stepping out of the stop, go, stop, go thing um, and and just looking at like what all is um, building up for you that's stressing you out and what would stress me. I can only speak for myself, but I can say that what would stress me out about this situation is being stuck in a system where even if my income increases, I still wind up taking home basically the same amount of money until I retire and and then die. Mm -hmm. That to me does not feel good. For some people, it feels fine. Cool, if that's it, it, you. It really does. I'm kind of guessing those people aren't listening to the podcast, but they might You never be. know. You and never if know. that's cool, like, yeah. awesome to have a job where you're like, I love this, my money, it's good, it's go, awesome. But for her, there's a stress in the teaching. And then, you know, what's coming to me is to go deeper. Like, what is it, like, where are you thinking? Because I bet this human is an amazing teacher really delivers so where again if we come back to the love if we bring the love into it where are you not accepting yourself for who you are yep because for all of you like that will create agitation and a perception of heaviness and what you do not accepting your gifts Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. or recognizing the value of of the information that you have right you know i can pretty much guarantee that um you are not the only teacher that feels this way Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. those same folks would probably really respect somebody who mm. has cracked the code on this mm-hmm. and at the very least knows how to release stress and anxiety. Well, there's a whole nother like business line. You could be doing workshops for teachers on eliminating stress and overwhelm. Yeah, that I mean that could be one thing. Um, you know, who knows mm-hmm. like where that could grow from. But if that's something that you're willing to step into and the first objection you're going to have is, well, but I haven't really totally conquered it myself. So I can't and I don't have anything to share. I, you know, I've just heard it mm-hmm. a million times mm-hmm. and I've certainly had those thoughts myself. Um, it's not true. Right. right. It's totally not true. Like you have something to share that's valuable. And just because you don't, you're not perfect at it doesn't mean that you can't help somebody else. Totally. Right. Totally. And yes, you can create income around that because, uh, that is incredibly valuable information mm-hmm. that will literally save people's lives and careers. Yep. And families and health. Yep. So, love it. so get creative around that and see what can come up. You know, mm-hmm. you can buy, you can buy a lottery ticket. Like you'll never win the lottery if you don't <laughs> buy a lottery ticket. Mm-hmm. Right. But also look at the odds of that actually yeah. paying out. It mm-hmm. might, like it totally might, but you probably want a more, developed plan than that totally yeah yeah so great like super cool share Mm -hmm. and um hopefully helpful for for everybody as far as the cycles of stopping and starting getting out of that getting out of that mentality of working for a break Mm -hmm. and and really Mm -hmm. getting into a more expansive mode of creating that independence for yourself uh yeah master the self yeah yeah. Awesome. Send send us more questions. That's yeah. a that's a great question. Yeah, everyone, send your questions to info at sourcemovement.com. Whew. I think that's it for today. Yeah, a little long one today. Yeah. Awesome. But uh love the topic. Great idea. Yeah. I like your your ideas are awesome. Sometimes they are. All right, everyone. So great to have you here. Much love coming your way because remember 
omni-divine love flows in and out, so be willing to receive it as well as give it. Absolutely. And if you want to stay out of some of those cycles of attachment, uh, getting stuck in other people's drama, you know, just getting really ungrounded mm-hmm. in yourself and all those kinds of things, um, definitely check out the opt-in on this page. Oh, yeah. That, cool uh, videos. Yeah, that we give, we teach some really powerful um, tools, energetic tools to get yourself out of that and mm-hmm. more into you and more into love. Yeah. So awesome. check those out and uh, and enjoy and yeah. shoot us questions. Awesome. So, yeah. Have a great one, everyone. Very warm and heartfelt namaste. Peace.